We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Failure is always an option. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in lovely sunny downtown Halifax, especially after that storm that we had last night at uh, here at the Dalhousie Student Union on the corner of the Marchant and University, which is currently completely buzzing with activity with people moving in. The university year is about to start, but... Um, it is still the weekend. Yeah, I think it's still the weekend. So once everyone's settled in, it is time to sit back and relax. Let's go check out what is new over at Low Bias Gaming. And it's kind of the opposite of last week where everyone submitted something. It's not exactly the opposite because there are a few videos here. Four new videos of Popful Mail uh, that Jason brings us. But as far as Let's Play videos, that's about it. <laughs> at least as, as far as what's been posted to the website uh, I know myself and Jade are still posting videos on uh, YouTube they're just not getting on the website in a timely manner so sorry I guess but if you are interested the um, Kirby's All-Star Legend is still going on at youtube.com slash gaming every Sunday for as long as I can possibly keep that up until we get all of the games done. I may be doing a uh, Labor Day stream. I haven't decided yet, but we will see when the time comes. Uh, as far as what else is going on, we have, of course, the 365 days of the Super Nintendo with the latest few episodes. Uh, Clock Tower, Final Fantasy VI, I believe. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo and uh, the Super Scope as well as Super Scope 6. And uh, as far as music from the soundtracks we have Grand Theft Auto which is being posted actually interestingly enough uh, radio station by radio station because as anyone who has played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas knows you can actually switch radio stations and get different types of music based on what you like. Anyway that's about all we got for today, and let's move on to some music, I believe. It is about that time, here on Square Wave Symphony 88.1 FM Halifax. Listen local.
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by a bunch of people. Um, Mishiro Yamane, Takashi Yoshida, and Soshiro Hokai in his uh, prologue, Theme of Mina, from today's game, from the archives. The year is 2035, and Soma Cruz is about to witness the first solar eclipse of the 21st century when he suddenly blacks out, only to awaken inside a mysterious castle. As Soma, you must navigate the castle's labyrinths while confronting perilous monsters at every turn. But beware, you must escape before the evil consumes you. And this is Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. It's an action platformer for the Game Boy Vans, developed by Konami and published by Konami. Who'd have thunk? And released in 2003. It is another entry in the, uh, I guess some would call it Metroidvania, but I've been trying to migrate toward the, um, the concept of calling them exploration platformers, which is kind of what they are. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty neat game, I would think. Um, it's, in this one, you kind of, you kill an enemy and then you gain its power, so it's a little like Mega Man, except it doesn't only happen for bosses, it happens for pretty much anything you kill. In any case, the best way to find out more about this game is to actually go take a look at it. And where better to take a look at it than over at Low Bias Gaming, where not only Jade Farrow has played it with 16 vis- videos available, Jason has already uh, has also played it uh, with 12 videos there. So you have a couple of picks. And yeah, it's a pretty fun game, I think.
That was McCool with another waltz, chiptune redo, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, as I usually like to say, it is time for the news of the weird. And as usual, I will state that I do not read these stories ahead of time, and some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for any objectionable content. This segment is about 13 to 15 minutes long, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, Fowl, as in birds, an upscale neighborhood near the Ibis Golf and Country Club in West Palm Beach, Florida, is all a flutter over some unwelcome guests, dozens of black vultures. The Palm Beach Post reports that a New York family can no longer visit the $700,000 vacation home they bought earlier this year because the birds have defecated and vomited all around it, leaving a smell, quote, like a thousand rotting corpses, claimed owner Shaban Casimano. Homeowner Cheryl Katz put out fake owls with moving heads and blinking red lights for eyes to scare off the birds, but she said the vultures, quote, ripped the heads off. Katz has had to summon police when the vultures became trapped in her pool enclosure and attacked each other. Blood was everywhere, she told the Post. Katz and other homeowners blamed the invasion of a, of a neighbor who feeds wildlife, supplying bags of dog food, roasted chicken, and trays of sandwiches for their enjoyment. Neighborhood Association President Golden Holness told the Post the neighbor has been issued a warning, but the migratory birds are protected by feather, federal law. Federal law, yes. I guess one could say that. That was an unintended pun. Please don't sue. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, unfortunate. That's why we don't feed wildlife. Because things that we don't, ex- we don't expect to happen might just very well happen. And also the vultures rip the heads off. That is so metal. Anyway had a conversation about Death Clock with uh, with a couple of people. Apparently, Death Clock was, uh, in, in its entirely, voiced by Brendan Small. The same guy as, as uh, Home Movies. At least when they're singing. If you can call it singing. Spoiled! A young man identified only as Akash in Yamunagar ha- uh, Haryana State in northern India received a brand new BMW from his parents for his birthday, reported Fox News on August 12th, but Akash, who had nagged his parents for a Jaguar instead, told police the BMW, quote, was a little small for him and his friends inside. So he pushed the new vehicle into a river where it sank into deep water and had to be pulled out with a crane. The youth was arrogant and kept insisting that he be given a Jaguar, police said. We could only afford to give him a BMW, said his father. We never imagined he would do anything like this. Spoiled? You're not kidding. Wow. I think I would be happy with the BMW. Except for the fact that I don't have a license. That could be a problem. But hey, gift horse. You don't look it in the mouth. 
and you don't give it a second thought. Unlike this person. Maybe his conscience got the better of him. On August 13th, according to WTAE, uh, a man in a wheelchair approached a teller at a First National Bank on Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh's south side. The man, thought to be in his 60s, handed the teller a note demanding cash, but then, quote, suddenly abandoned his robbery attempt and exited the bank, a police statement read. Police and FBI agents were on the lookout for the reluctant robber, but there were no photographs or video of him to aid them. At least he decided not to go through with it, I guess. I mean, it's kind of weird that you would start and then run away halfway through, but hey. In the end, I guess no harm done. Anyway. How about a strange obsession to change our minds? Yeah, I'm sure that'll work out just fine. Washington State Highway Patrol Sergeant Cal Smith stopped along Highway 518 near Seattle on August 13th to see if a car parked on the shoulder needed assistance. Instead, according to the Associated Press, he observed the driver inside with eight mobile phones neatly arranged in a blue excuse me, foam square, all playing Pokemon Go. Smith did not issue a ticket to the driver, but he did warn him to put the phones away and move along as the shoulder is meant only for emergency stops and not poke stops. People are still playing that? Wow. I guess there's a game for everyone. I mean, I, I admit to still playing Gems of War for like a long time, although I, I've never, I've not super into it, I guess, nowadays. Anyway, I've also never paid money into it, which is more than a lot of people can say. What's in a name? Uh, late night TV host Jimmy Kimmel brought the town of Dilda, Newfoundland and Labrador continent-wide attention in mid-August when he gifted the community a Hollywood-style sign installed on a hill above the town. Soon, Canadian adult toy company Our Pleasure post posted a video to Facebook featuring some of its products in front of the sign and, and at other locations around the town, reported the Telegram, inciting anger among some residents. They went too far with this, said Andrew Pretty, a member of the town's local service district committee. They had one picture right next to the playground. It's not right. Our pleasure owner, Kathy Daniels, described the video as, quote, more of a fun video, but townspeople don't see the humor. They are circulating a petition to, uh, asking our pleasure not to use photos of Dildo for its advertising and social media campaigns. Honestly, I'm sure that they hear it more than often enough. They're sick of the joke, and, uh, and I don't really think they want that sign. Like... And I, and I seem to recall Jimmy Kimmel getting honorary mayor of, of that town. I don't know. People are weird. And sometimes they go too far. And this is going too far. This is, this is beating a dead horse. Quite honestly. But maybe the devil made him do it. That's certainly true of our next story. 
Jeremiah Ihindero, 41, pastor of Jesus Miracle Church in Sangaota, Nigeria, blamed the devil for his trouble with the law after stealing an SUV from a local Toyota dealership. Ehindero negotiated a price for the Highlander, which he said would be used for, quote, evangelism, then asked for a test drive, and never came back, the Daily Post reported on August 19th. He later sold the vehicle to a spare parts dealer for about $1,650. According to police, Ehindero confessed he stole the car to repay a loan from a microfinance bank in Lagos after tithes and offerings from his congregation were insufficient. When the pressure from the microfinance bank became unbearable for me, the devil told me to steal a vehicle from the car dealer to sell and use the proceeds to repay the loan. I regret my action. Ehindero and his accomplices were arrested in Ondo State. Reasons that I hate money. They cause artificial problems. They make people do things like this. Star Trek. They had the right idea. Creme de la Weird in Stockholm, Sweden, an unnamed man attending a, a traditional crayfish party on August 20th at the Skansen Aquarium was delivering a speech while standing on a rock in a restricted area. There's probably a reason why it was restricted. As he spoke, he rested his arm on a glass barrier until the crocodile who lives in the tank jumped up, jumped up and grabbed his lower arm, Jonas Wallstrom, owner of the aquarium, told CNN. But that isn't the weird part of the story. The dastardly crocodile in the story was formerly owned by Fidel Castro. The croc was one of two given to a Russian cosmonaut in 1970 who took the animals to Moscow. Wallstrom eventually brought them to Stockholm. The croc, quote, lost its grip after 10 seconds, Wallstrom said, leaving the victories with injuries to his lower arm and hand. At least he still has his lower arm and hand. Because that could have gone a lot worse. Here's some more bright ideas for this nice bright day. Dave, Dave Schmidt, 21, of Sturbridge, Massachusetts, set out on August 12th, determined to get rid of a hornet's nest three stories high under a corner of his family's roof. He first tried spraying the nest with Raid, but when that didn't work, he got creative. As his brother Matthew recorded video of the extermination, David, Dave lit up a Roman candle and pointed the fiery balls at the nest, reported the Worcester Telegram. Uh, the first two or three missed their mark, but when his ammunition connected with the nest, it burst into flames, killing the wasp but setting the eaves on fire as well. Schmetta rushed up to a nearby window and used a fire extinguisher to put the flames out. I would say mission accomplished, he said, even though, there is now, uh, even though there is now a small hole in the house. You know they have exterminators that are trained for exactly this sort of thing? I guess if you want it done now, though, you can blow a hole into your own house and there you go. Our next story, Crime Report. Oh boy, an attempted burglary in Orinoco Township, Minnesota, un unfolded in an unusual manner on August 15th. Police responded to a burglary in progress. 
to call uh, to a uh, burglary in progress call to find that alleged thief Kirsten Hart, 29, has scuffled with a 64-year-old woman before making off with pillow balls, uh, debit and credit cards, $150 cash, and a fake $1 million bill. I sure hope it was fake. Wow. Hart had run out of the house with part of her shirt ripped off, which led a passing motorist to ask if she was hurt and needed a ride. Hart accepted, climbing into the trunk of the car, according to KIMT. The driver later told police he realized something wasn't right, but pan panicked and drove off. Police said they also uh, police also said they found iPads stolen from a local STEM school in Hart's car. She and an accomplice face multiple charges. Um, my question is, why bother with the million dollar bill? You know it's not going to be real. Also, that is one sprightly 6'4 year old woman, let me tell you. If, if there was a scuffle, she's got some, some, uh, some piff left in her. Age is just a number. Finally, snowflakes falling everywhere. Ex-cons, juvenile delinquents, and drug addicts are getting new monikers in San Francisco thanks to the Board of Supervisors' new person-first language guidelines. For example, the San Francisco Chronicle reported someone just released from prison will be a justice-involved person. A repeating offender will be a returning resident. People on proba probation will be persons under supervision. The under-18 criminal crowd will be known as young people impacted by the juvenile justice system. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Those suffering from addiction will be people with a history of substance use. Words such as convict and inmate, quote, only serve to obstruct and separate people from society and make the institutionalization of racism and supremacy appear normal, the, bo the board's resolution reads. Referring to them as felons is like a scarlet letter, Mar uh, Matt Haney, board supervisor, said. I mean, on one hand, I can kind of see where they're coming from. It's like, th that sort of wording does kind of put a quick label on you, but if you read the words, the like 14 words that replace the one word, you're going to end up with the same idea, is the problem. These long terms are just going to, you know, become a replacement for the short terms and end up having the same meaning. So this is more of a temporary fix than anything else. At least in my view. Anyway. That's just me talking. Let's move on to the weather. How about that? Weather is a nice, neutral topic. Generally. Um, looking at currently mainly sunny skies and um, 27 degrees with a humidex of 30. Um, few clouds, fog patches developing before morning. Wind southwest 20 kilometers an hour gusting to 40 becoming light this evening and a low of 14 tonight. Saturday, August 31st, sunny in the morning, then a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon, fog patches dissipating in the morning, wind becoming northwest 20 kilometers in the afternoon, high of 22, humidex of 28, UV index of 7 or high, and at night, clear skies with a low of 13. Sunday, September 1st, uh, sunny skies and a high of uh, 22 going down to a low of 14 and clear skies at night. 
Monday, September 2nd, Labor Day. Uh, sunny skies and I have 21 going down to a low of uh, 16, a 30% chance of showers at night. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tuesday, September 3rd, a 6% chance of showers and I have 21 going down to a low of 13 in cloudy periods at night. Wednesday, September 4th, a mix of sun and cloud and I have 21 degrees going down to a low of 17 and 6% chance of showers at night, which will persist into Thursday, September 5th, where we will see a high of 18 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax and it's time to get some music going. That was Forged Pixels with Sleaze Cake, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it is time for gaming next month. Yes, it is the last Friday of the month, which means we will be taking a look at the release calendar for video games for September of 2019, starting with on September 3rd, Catherine Full Body will be coming out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. September 4th, we have one new release, Warsaw is going to be coming out for the PS4, Switch, and PC. 
A pretty big one for classic gamers coming up on September 5th, River City Girls is going to be coming up for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. September 6th, we have uh, three new releases, including Creature in the Well for the Xbox One, Switch, and PC. An expansion to Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, will be coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And NBK, uh, NBK, NBA 2K20 is going to be coming out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That's all September 6th. September 10th, three new releases, eFootball PES 2020 for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Gears 5 for the Xbox One and PC. And Greedfall for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. September 13th, we have 1, 2, 3, 4 new releases. Borderlands 3 is going to be first for PlayStation 4, 4, Xbox One, and PC. Damon X Machina coming out for the Switch. Um, NASCAR Heat 4 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And NHL 20 for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Lots of sports games coming out in September. September 17th, we have AI The Somnium Files coming out for the PS4, Switch, and PC. September 20th, two new releases including Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch Remastered for the PS4, Switch, and PC. And The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Remastered for the Switch, September 20th. September 24th, Contra Rogue Core is coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And The Surge 2 coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. September 25th, I still think it's weird when Nintendo releases mobile games. Here we have Mario Kart Tour coming out for iOS and Android, somehow making it onto this list. Code Vein is going to be the first of three releases on September 27th for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, second, the Dragon, uh, uh, rather Dragon Quest 11S for the Switch. And finally, rounding off the list, FIFA 20 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. So yeah, this is the current list of uh, new releases for September 2019. This list can change at any time, so for a latest list, you can go to GameInformer.com slash 2019 and check out the list there. Join me next, next month when we take a look at October... Things are probably going to get a little spooky. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Time for some music.
and that was Gerecht with Nixoglucklik, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And I've found a thing. Yes, I have found a thing, and I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call I Found a Thing. How original, I know. Anyway, uh, this thing is um, kind of a different thing than I usually uh, talk about. Basically, uh, it's called Talk to Transformer. And what it is, is basically a neural net text generator. You give it... um, basically a beginning sentence and it just comes up with text based on random stuff that it finds online. Um, if you're interested you can go to talktotransformer.com and uh, just go ahead and type away. I will warn that uh, sometimes it has a bit of a dirty mind so you know do be mindful of that but uh, the text that I have presented for you I've generated previous to the show i've read it and it's all fine so don't worry about that uh and what i have generated here is uh, basically a bunch of snippets um i've gone through and looked at some old nes manuals and uh put a couple of sentences or even sometimes a sentence and a half from the story part of that manual and uh, put it uh, into the generator and see what comes out. And sometimes the results are a little interesting. And by a little, I mean they can be kind of hilarious hilarious sometimes. Um, So yeah, let's take a look at a couple of these. So, their Earth-like planet was devastated by a brutal attack of aliens. The survivors roam the galaxy on their photon spaceship Arkanoid in search of a new home. Stop. But now a team of scientists and engineers are putting together an ambitious mission to repair a badly badly damaged warp core, bringing the ship within range of a black hole. But when the ship approaches, the core is torn away. Only the hero Crick the Builder remains. No one understands the secret. And what will become of his mother? The first expansion to the popular space opera role-playing game is now available. In the aftermath of the destruction of Earth by the invading alien leaders, space travel at long last seemed inevitable. Many colonies had had been established and the planets had been colonized. The races had begun setting up trade and research research stations and the entire galaxy seemed at peace. But just but then, just as we had suspected, not everyone was as the as the stars said they would be. So just just to start giving you an idea, it turned Arkanoid into a popular space opera role-playing game, which is now getting an expansion. Anyway, <clears throat> let's continue. Bomberman is a robot engaged in the production of bombs. Like his fellow robots, he had been put to work in an underground compound by evil forces. Stop. Now this robot is free of his mechanical bondage, and he is trying to build a bomb in anticipation of being called to action. However, his robot counterpart is an overeager and often arrogant robot, and not as good with a straight face as dis- at disguising his feelings as bomb building. 
he will go as far as to say, BOMB! I AM BOMBING! The story is about an accident that leads to his, discover to his discovery that someone has tampered with his robot's programming and sabotaged his machine. He is then hired um, by the government to help them destroy their enemy. While trying to complete the work, he meets, who seems to be identical to the other robot's clone, and finds out that the two of them are identical. Aside from their personalities, they're only half the robot. He must decide which one to give his job to and save the day. That's a little bit of a different story for Bomberman. Who, who is the counterpart? Black Marman? I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> the planet Gradius, a peaceful Earth-like world, is now all, uh, under all-out space attack from their old nemesis, beings from the subspace star cluster of Bacterian. Stop. When one of the Bacteri when one of the Bactrian leaders, Ovid, sends out an alert to the world, the world's populace is immediately ready to join the battle. But are the troops ready, or are they mere animals? The main protagonist, who in most novels is a young woman, is in danger of being killed when fighting against Ovid's Bactrian troops at the end of his, this epic fantasy story. But what if this was all just a cruel fantasy and the real world was actually going to get destroyed? In this scenario, a new space bridge connecting Gradius and Bacterian has been constructed. However, the space bridge is at the mercy of several nefarious forces on the other side, and this is what makes for the real horror of this new novel. I just want to point out a couple of things. First of all, it's a novel now. Secondly, why is there a space elevator between Gradius and Bacterian if they're enemies? <laughs> anyway, I digress. It's Mega Man versus the powerful leaders and fighting forces of Monstropolis, that strange multifaceted land of robot-like humanoids. Get a load of this. You'll be taking on giant robot bosses, giant robot bosses with giant robot minions, huge monster bosses, giant robot bosses with giant monster minions, and boss fights that combine all three into in thrilling ways. There are a ton of new weapons to help Mega Man defeat these bosses. You'll be able to throw a giant rocket launcher at a giant boss monster. You can use a giant beam cannon against a huge Robotron <laughs> minion. Or you can use a giant rocket launcher, an enormous missile that bounces off of everything and everything, and a giant bomb that will send wave of missiles flying at a giant boss, just to name a few. But while you can unleash your favorite robot weapons, there is other weapon types too. There are explosives, missiles, energy beam cannons, and even guns! And many enemy types that Mega Man has to fight. So... Mega Man and Giant Land, I guess, is the story of this. Okay, this one's pretty good. <laughs> Ken's son Ryu, after learning of his father's defeat, finds a letter. In it, Ryu is told that if his father does not return, he must take the secret dragon sword and go to America. That's in the book. Ryu then travels to the World Warrior Tournament in Nevada and is given the Dragon Sword to use as his final opponent. Ryu defeats the tournament's champion, who is disguised as Spider-Man, before he leaves to confront his father. 
in the lost levels, after the player defeats the Dragon Warrior, Ryu then enters the room he is in to meet the Dragon Warrior again. However, he is then greeted by, greeted by Ryu's mother, who tells him to forget everything he knows and to focus on the task at hand. It is revealed by Ryu's father that the Dragon Master is actually the true Dragon Master in disguise, and that the Dragon Master's true identity was, in fact, a man named Takashi, who is the real Dragon Warrior, and who Ryu's father was planning to defeat and take the secret sword. He goes on to say that if his father does not return soon, <laughs> Ryu will die, with his father then stating that it is not even over. Plot twist much? Little bit. Speaking of plot twists, let's go to River City Ransom, especially since River City Girls is about to come out. Slick, the meanest, most powerful gang lord in River City has issued an ultimatum, and the entire town is powerless in a grip of fear. Fortunately, Alex and Ryan weren't in school the day Slick took over. But now, that's where the book stops, we learn that the town has taken the turn for the better. So good thing Ryan has a little more time to get his butt into shape. As a teenager, Ryan was a hitman. He earned plenty of money from his clients, and he had a pretty good life until he got picked to be a bodyguard for the mayor. That's when things went south. What else can we expect from Slick? He's not just the leader of Mean Town, he's the mayor. And he's been in power for so long, he's got some experience at working the system. There's no doubt that, this is a quote, there's no doubt that Ryan will be one of the most dangerous villains in Teen Titans. With Slick's arrival, things could be worse for our heroic heroes and more beautiful for everyone else, concludes CBR. I don't know who CBR is, but um, all of a sudden Ryan is working for the enemy? I guess it's up to Alex to save River City. That's all I can think about there. Uh, we have time for at least one more. Um, let's go to Shadowgate. As the last of the line of kings, only you possess the power to prevent the evil warlock lord from raising the behemoth and unleashing it upon, your uh, upon the land. Your quest lies within the castle Shadowgate with its... That's where the book stop stops with its mystical labyrinth, vast corridors, and endless treasures. The Line of Kings, TM, is a fast-paced fast action role-playing game set within a vast fantasy world where magic, monsters, heroes, and evil lurk. Players are in control of an adventuring band known as the Line of Kings who traverse the world finding the forces of evil. Their journey will take them across the land to battle a mighty dungeon horde known as the Behemoth and discover the truth behind a forgotten legend that threatens the world. Along the way, players will learn to harness the powers of nature by, explore, by exploring the world itself and discovering the treasures of the Castle Shadowgate. And, uh, how about one more? <clears throat> one day, the kingdom of the peaceful mushroom people was invaded by the Koopa, a tribe of turtles famous for their black magic. The quiet, peace-loving mushroom people were turned into wait for it, powerful warriors and used it to defend the kingdom. The only way to destroy the Koopa shells was to use one of the creatures from a long buried treasure. To help a brave mushroom man, the Mushroom Kingdom hired one of the turtles. But as they fought, the turtle fell into a great darkness. Soon, the whole village suffered the dark power. 
Only a shell, a magical relic that had been held back by an ancient evil, was left. Now the Mushroom Kingdom has discovered its darkest secret. This relic contains powers that bring out the true nature of the Koopa Shell. Its abilities are too powerful for just one Mushroom Man to handle. So it's up to you to save the Mushroom Kingdom. Super Mario Brothers. The game we never got. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Let's get to a little more music. That was Goldilu with Quick Load, and uh, that will be running off the hour for today. I do thank y'all for listening, and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. I certainly enjoyed making it. I certainly enjoyed playing with Talk to Transformer, making those uh, 
alternate descriptions to classic games. Maybe I'll do that again in the future. And um, yeah, they're kind of funny. There are some that were um, that I didn't use that were a lot more funny, but maybe not appropriate to use on the radio. So there you go. <clears throat> anyway. It is time for the usual end credit stuff, so let's get started with that. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Gaming Next Month is powered by Game Informer, gameinformer.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manama Nimiki, Noriki Kimikura, Twilight of Defect, Sean Daly, Pink Projects, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7 p.m. in the Vinyl Factory at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of the show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim or just search for Square Wave Symphony, Square Wave as one word, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or whatever podcast method you prefer. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 